Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Wellness with Liz Earle. And this is the last episode, sadly, of season four, but we've got a real cracking one for you because we are discussing how to look well for the summer season. You know, we've done so much, haven't we, in recent weeks about how to feel good and so many quite serious, meaty health issues. Well, today we are going a little bit more on our frivolous side of well-being. And they say that if you want to get ahead, get a hat. And certainly the summer is probably the most hat-wearing season with many of us maybe heading off to weddings or smart summer functions requiring some form of headwear. But how to choose and how do some of the topical well-being issues of sustainability and creativity factor in here? Well, to discuss all this and more, I am so delighted to welcome leading British milliner Jane Taylor to my studios. Now, Jane's fashion-forward pieces and avant-garde creations have made Jane Taylor synonymous with British millinery. Her sculptural hats and headpieces are highly coveted among an elite circle of London style icons. And she has a number of royal clientele, including the Duchess of Cambridge, Zara Tyndall, the Countess of Wessex and Princess Eugenie. Now highly sought after and high end, Jane actually started her business from home. And today she can be found working in her beautiful boutique on the King's Road, just a stone's throw from my well-being studios. So Jane, welcome. Thank you. Thank very you nice. so Did much you walk for having here? me. I, I didn't. You hopped in a car. <laughs> <laughs> but you could have done. <laughs> I know, just so busy. I've been away for five weeks in India and so I've oh just come back. And of course it's busy time And now. it's so, so busy. So it's coming up to the season yeah. and um, there's just been a kind of avalanche of things for me, yeah. for me well, to do. Well, thank you so. for squeezing no, us in. thank it's, you so much for inviting me. It's great to have you me. here. How did you first become interested in millinery? Because it's not the most common sort of career choice, it's is it, at school? quite unusual, isn't it? Mm, what, what brought um, you there? So I loved sculpture and I loved textiles and I couldn't really decide which degree to go on. And for some strange reason, I decided an embroidery degree would be the perfect Sounds degree good. for me. So um, it was quite fine art um, based. So you could, it wasn't, you learned the traditional skills um, had you been a sewer? Had you been a crafty person? Yes, yeah, very artistic. Mm. Um, always making things, cooking, and just always making something. Um, I can't kind of keep my hands still. So I, um, yeah, so I decided really to put sculpture and textiles together at the end of my degree. My tutors suggested millinery would be the perfect combination. Um, and I hadn't really thought about hats did you ever made a hat before no and Not it wasn't even your really dollies. in my kind of family circle my mm. parents didn't go to ask or anything so um 
I just started looking at vintage hats and I went to lots of um, antiques fairs and auctions. Because they things. are beautiful, aren't they? The old ones, they the ones that have survived. So, and the materials they used are amazing. All the veiling would be silk um, stitched, like hand um, made veiling. And it's just everything was so, so beautiful. And all the shapes are very different, and more unusual. So I used to take those and and take them apart to understand all the different mm. ways that they were actually made. So when did we stop wearing hats? Because there was a time when no lady would go out without mm. a hat. So I think it was the 60s, really, because um, so kind quite of recent. socially things changed and you didn't have to kind of wear your hierarchy on your head with mm. your hat, denoting your position. And actually, you know, it was a bit, you were kind of a little bit of an anarchist not to wear a hat. <laughs> um, so I think um, 60s and then 70s, people wear floppy brims, you know, they're all coming back now. Um, so lots of floppy brims then, but really you could leave the house without your hat and your your gloves and it would be fine. And it wouldn't be a scandal. But now I think it's kind of the other way round. People have stopped wearing hats so much. I think if you wear a really beautiful hat in the daytime, you're a little bit more of an anarchist because you're yeah. really out there with you're your really personal, making a statement. personality. And I remember just, when yeah. I used to do QVC shows years ago, there was a great floor manager who always wore a hat with Amazing. her headphones. Yes. And, oh, you know, really? and, yeah, with and she was really you know, making a real statement That's saying, you know, great. look at me behind the scenes, this is who I am. Yeah. And a real personality that, that, that comes from that. <laughs> So you've talked about deconstructing hats, vintage yes. hats. What does the process of making a hat actually involve? How do you sit down and, and make one? Presumably they're all handmade. They're all handmade. Um, we used all the traditional techniques. So they're made on wooden blocks, which um, are the exact shape of the hat. So they're all hand carved by my block maker, who is amazing. And there's only two block makers in England. So it's a real dying trade. Um, and it's very hard to to get blocks from him. So when you say a block maker... is bribe him a little bit with cakes and things. <laughs> oh, it sounds good. It sounds like a good chat. Is that the shape of the hat or is that a yes. head that we're talking so about? So it's the shape of the hat. Every single hat would be carved in wood. Oh, really? So every different hat shape has its sort of wooden form, if yes. you like, that you then mould the material around Yeah, a bit like it. a shoe last, but okay. it's, for, it's for hats. Um, and I would design the shape um, and send it over to him. So how many shapes do you have in your workshop? maybe a hundred. Really? Yes. So you'll know all of them quite intimately by feel. Yes. And you know that that wooden shape is going to turn into a hat of that yes. shape and of size. Yeah. that style, yeah. And then, so, so do you wrap fabric around it? How does yes. it work? Yes, so we would steam the fabric. Um, what sort of fabric? So it would be straws, cinnamé, which is banana fibres, or um, felt, which is wool, um, or crepe, or silk or satin do you go to special hat shop suppliers or? we do there's quite a few actually i mean most of it's online because they're quite spread out mm -hmm. as it's quite niche now yeah um but we source from all over the world so and talking about materials is there greater awareness of sustainability and not yes. using anything with plastic fibers yes um so i am a bit of an animal lover mm. so um using feathers is difficult for me yeah where do they come from do we go and pluck so, the tail feathers of well birds or? they can be so there's a lot of feathers that i won't use like what um there's a particular silver pheasant which they can breed them in china but also people go into the forest 
and take the wild birds. Right. So I don't use those. So no silver pheasant feathers. No. But would you use, beautiful. say, regular pheasant feathers? Or? Yes. So for things that have been um, used in the meat industry, I'm happy to use them as a byproduct. As a byproduct. Yeah. Um, so we what do about actually... things like ostrich feathers because they well, were very fashionable, weren't they? Yes. At one point. They are very fashionable as well. We use the quills from the centre, which are the more structural. Oh, forms, I see. Those sort of are... really lovely, sharp, pointy yes. sort of chopstick things. Yes, exactly. Right. And and we use quite a few of those. But I did see something online how they harvest the feathers, mm. and it changed my thoughts on ostrich mm. feathers. And we found this lovely lady in Cornwall who's rescued ostriches oh my from goodness, an really? ostrich where they used to breed them for the eggs for the meat industry. Oh. She saved these ostrich... Like an ostrich sanctuary. <laughs> yes, and she's actually a dairy farmer, but she just has a few ostriches on the side. So is that where um, the quills come from? Yes. So actually when they mate... They pull mm. each other's feathers out. Do they? Yes. So that's that's and she just collects them all and we treat them and then yeah. we use use those feathers. Well, I know I have a home in Kenya and I spend quite a bit of time out there and there are ostriches, wild mm. ostriches. And you do yes. occasionally find feathers and yeah. you can find things like porcupine quills and mm. so maybe you should get people to send you bags of things yes find some people could, do do they yes we've had um a lady send it, sending us peacock feathers mm -hmm. and actually porcupine quills actually yeah. from yeah so we have all sorts of things going and parrot feathers as well so which, if, if people keep parrots yes. and, and you use feathers. Oh, yes. And also guinea fowl. They're quite um, prevalent in Kenya, wild guinea yes. fowl. And I often Beautiful collect little feathers. guinea fowls. Really pretty. Those yes. little sort Speckled. of speckly, beigey, grey. Mm. How lovely. And do you then go into dyeing? Is that part of it as well? Do you yes. dye your fabrics and your yeah. so, accoutrement that go on that? <laughs> everything is hand-dyed. So most clients will come in with an outfit um, and they'll want to match with that outfit or have something that's just going to work nicely um, or pick out elements in their accessories. So maybe their shoes don't quite match or um, so we because we hand dye everything, we can pick out colours and tones that pull the whole look together. Mm -hmm. So often people will come in and say, oh, they want to get the hat first. But actually, it's easier for them if they get a dress that fits and looks beautiful, right, and, then, and then come back to us, and then we can do the kind and of. And how much bit. is is bespoke made like that? And how much do you actually have your collection in your beautiful shop, which I have yes. been to? Yes, and it have. is just lovely. I felt Thank like you so sort much. of I don't know a, a child in a sweet shop because you can go in and you can try on these beautiful, beautiful creations, and they're all quite different, aren't they? They're very different, and that's one thing that is so important because everyone has different face shapes. Right, so how do we choose a hat? That's a really interesting point. So it's all to do with balancing proportions mm -hmm. um, in your face and your body and your outfit as well. So if you're going for a 1950s skirt, you want mm -hmm. to have so a big... A full skirt with a yes. little nipped in waist. Yes, you want to highlight your small waist by having a big brim. And right. if you're going for something that's more tailored, like a sort of 40s suit or just mm. something very tailored then again you should have a tailored hat right so a little pencil skirt little you know close fitting or a trouser suit maybe yes. would you go for, for, would, for small... small cocktail hat something very neat mm. and not too kind of frivolent and yeah floral i would go for right. something structured like that outfit and what are the trends for this year what are you seeing in terms of hats so a lot of um boaters 
Although really? they are That's quite, quite hard to wear. Because yeah, who can wear a bone That's quite square. young, isn't it? I think, yes. I think you should be younger. And you need to have quite a sort of little dainty face. Because mm. if you have a square crown, you have a square jawline, it's going to be quite harsh. Yes. And the brims are just completely flat. So there's, with asymmetrical brims that sweep across your face, yeah. they flatter everyone. Mm. Whereas if you just have a straight brim, it just highlights any flaws that you may have they're quite quite unforgiving they're aren't quite they unforgiving. Yeah. so there's boaters there's a floppy kind of um 70s brim like Flower a sun hat. yeah like a big yeah. sun hat and they're very in are they yeah and they look beautiful with like maybe a cat suit or nice you know trouser suit and also actually very practical if you've got a, a, a wedding or an event that's outdoors in the high yes. sun Yes. Or you're at Ascot or whatever. Is that where a lot of your ladies are heading to? Do they come in at the beginning of the season, as they say? Yes. Which is, when does when does that start? That's sort of May time. Um, May. Yeah, we do have some ladies that have already come in, which I'm very grateful for yeah. because we get so busy. And is the first event sort of Chelsea Flower Show? Would that be yes, one of the first things? Um, and Cheltenham. Right. Races. That starts, but okay. that's the, that's more kind of winter felt pieces. Right. But then we're slowly coming into the spring now so you're so, moving into straw and yes, lighter yes and that's one thing that people don't realize that they really don't wear a felt hat in the summer it's like wearing an overcoat right. so people don't realize that mm. there are different materials that mm -hmm. need to be worn so as soon as you're going into spring that's when you need to start wearing straws mm -hmm. what about things like veiling is that is veiling big yes veiling's back love and that because it hides a multitude of <laughs> Pins under your you veil, really doesn't it? You don't need to worry about that. Um, but yeah, I think it's because of the eighties element in the, mm. you know, the fashion trends. Um, so veiling's definitely back, and I don't want to say the F word, but fascinators are back. Are they? Have they <laughs> yes. ever been away? Well, they have, and I've been very happy about oh, that. Oh, really? Do you not like a nice fascinator? No. Because Why? you have the kind of accessorized flower on a hairband, yes, which people think will be suitable for a wedding and it's just okay it's just they're not, not flattering okay. if you're young you know a teenager or something yeah then that's, that's, that's fine. a sweet thing isn't it but a headpiece should flatter you so it needs a, a line you know mm -hmm. some shape some structure to it hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Interesting you talk about sort of asymmetrical and sweeping across the face, because when, mm. you know, when I think about your creations, I think of all the royal weddings. Right, yes. And, you know, I know that you, you do design for, for so many of those gorgeous young royal ladies, and they do seem to be very much wearing these smaller swirly style hats set yes. on the side of the head yes yeah. and is there a particular side that you should wear your hat is always there a right on and a the wrong right side? is it always on the right yes okay yes. why Just is that nearly touching your eyebrow um traditionally men would um they would lift their hat with their left hand i see yes um and you would be on their arm on their right arm ah, so it doesn't so, knock they don't knock yes, your hat yeah i mean that doesn't quite happen today. Okay, so you wear it so it's over your right eye. So yes. it covers your right so eyebrow. It's just touching your right eyebrow. And often people will mm. wear them kind of, you know, perching on top of their heads. But again, it's not flattering. It's having that asymmetrical line across your forehead. So it does actually literally physically obscure part of your forehead as you're yes. wearing it. Yeah, okay. and it draws attention to your eyes. And, yeah. you know, it's more more flattering. And then way. what's the best way to secure a hat? Do you have a little bit of elastic at the back? Yeah, or so the pin? elastic doesn't go under your chin when we do know? have a few people that do that sometimes um but okay. actually underneath your hair at the back of your head and then mm-hmm. there's a little comb which you can back comb your hair have a little bit of hairspray in there mm-hmm. and then push the comb in um and slide the hat forward mm. and it, it really won't move and what's the rule for weddings in particular obviously yes. you you wear your hat and you're in church or racial office or wherever yeah and then at the reception, when you're sitting down to, to lunch or to, to dinner, do you keep your hat on? So I think with smaller hats, you can. Obviously, big brims then you be wouldn't. too difficult. Yeah. But again, there's the traditional um, rule of the mother of the bride taking her hat off first, and then ah. you could take your hat off. Okay, but like, I think like not a... leaving before the Queen. There's Quite, a real sort yes. of protocol. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so once the mother of the bride yes. has de-hatted, mm-hmm. then that's okay. Yeah. That's really but fascinating. But I mean, I think things are a little bit okay. more relaxed now. Yeah. And if you have a small hat, keep it on. Yes, you keep can it keep it on, right on right and as well with headpieces. And lots of people are, are wearing the Jackie O shapes at the back of your head. The Is that pill like box. A pill, the pillbox? Yes. And mm. that's very flattering. And Didn't Princess... Beatrice, did she wear a pillbox? Yes, to her she sister's did. wedding. Yes, yeah. yeah. That was the first time I'd seen it for a while, actually. And I really, I love that shape. Yeah, it's it's really chic. So. It does look very contemporary. I mean, it's obviously a very strong sixties style. Yes, but when you wear it now, it's it is a very modern looking bit of style accessory yes yeah I mean hats are accessories that have just been forgotten really mm. so people don't know how to wear them I think lots of people are actually scared 
of wearing sure. hats. And it's a big investment too. Yes, yeah. You know, so, you know, good, good quality hats are expensive, but then presumably they will last you yes. forever, will they? Yeah, we retrimmed our bespoke pieces, which is really lovely. So people can come in and swap their feathers for flowers or oh, nice. you can really change yes. a hat by changing the trim. And how do you look after it? How do you clean a hat? So you can't, don't ever get it wet. Because so if it starts made... to rain, what happens? Yes, oh, umbrella, the hat will I guess. Collapse. Okay. Right. Um, yes, because they're made with steam. So if you get any water oh, on really? the hat, they they can collapse. So definitely umbrella if it's raining. Yes. Um, but you just need to keep it in a hat box and take mm -hmm. it back to your milliner and have a steam maybe once a year. Just mm. the feathers might need a little steam. Mm -hmm. um, can you steam it yourself over a steamer or a kettle? You or... can do, but I would take it to the milliner like just to in your, case your back. Yes. <laughs> your babies come back exactly. for a bit of refurbishment exactly we yeah. that we love what we're doing mm. and all the girls um that work for me they're just you know really passionate about what they do yeah. so when the hats do come back you know we we take real pride in what we're doing like so they do get very to see you. yes they, yeah we love it <laughs> looking ahead at, at this season are there any particular colors you talked earlier about mm. how you look at colors for yes. the, your new collections what sort of tones are we wearing at the moment so um there is quite a lot of kind of um like camel colors and nudes coming mm, through nice. and black mm -hmm. um but is also, it acceptable to wear a black hat to a wedding um if the dress has a bit of colour on, I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, people didn't wear black to Ascot until maybe three or four years ago. Really? And now people wear all black. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the fashion thing to do, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But I think it's nice to have a little bit of colour. And should you match your hat to your outfit and your shoes and your bag? You can do. Um, actually, this is coming back. Mm -hmm. So at the um, last royal wedding, we saw quite a lot of complete um matching outfits with hats right and shoes so sort of everything. lemon dress lemon shoes lemon yes, hat lemon bag exactly okay. lots of amelia wickstead dresses um with all matching even in the same material which again is the reference to the 80s mm -hmm. um so you can do that um or you can have pieces that are tonal so you can pick out different elements in your outfit and actually it's more flattering to have tonal colors around your face like what? What do you mean by tonal colours? So if someone comes in and they're wearing, say, a pink dress, and it's quite strong, and maybe it would look nicer to have something lighter next to their skin tone, mm -hmm. we would have the base in a lighter tone, and then pick out the stronger colours in the feathers and the or the trim. Oh right. And then what colour shoes would you go for? Would you ground your shoe with a dark colour, or would you try and be matchy? Um, I mean, there's always the nude shoe. Right, so it's always the new always shoe. Always the new yes. shoe. Um, <laughs> Look or, at the Duchess of Cambridge. Always exactly. The new shoe. Can't new go wrong. Can you really? <laughs> or you can go for something really bright. Um, right, as a real contrast. As a real contrast. Or, I mean, it's all you can match. It's a, it yeah. depend, really depends on the outfit and depends on the person because mm -hmm. they need to feel confident in what they're wearing. Yes. So it's really to do with their personality. And that's why I love meeting my clients because. Mm. I get to know them a little bit and then I know what style is going to work for them. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell when somebody walks through the door and you have a picture immediately and say, oh gosh, I could see you in Normally, this. yes. 
and we go through so many styles and then mm. we'll go back to the first, the first, the first one. one. <laughs> well, it's nice. It must be great joy to sit and try all these lovely things. Thinking about your career and all your amazing creations, what have been your sort of highlights? Are there particularly memorable hats that you think, oh, my goodness, I'm just so thrilled I had the chance to, <laughs> to make that or to design um, that? Yes, I suppose. Uh, well, I My first hat in Vogue. I remember yeah. that very what was vividly. It? it was a cocktail hat in black and silver sequins for winter. Oh, gosh, I don't, so long ago now. How did they find you then? How did Vogue magazine um, find you? I, I had a PR actually at that point. So we did send some pieces into and them. And they, they liked it, the fashion yes. editors liked it. Yeah, and um, I think I was doing pieces that were a bit more unusual because I come from a different background rather than going to um, work for another milliner mm -hmm. and then start my own business. Yeah. I've come from more of an embroidery and fine art background, so my pieces were a little bit different. Right. So I think they, they like them. But I remember thinking, well, I can just retire now. <laughs> <laughs> and did it bring a lot of business in? Yes, yes, it really did help, That's actually. Good. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a very big day. And then, obviously... Um, when the Sophie Wessex, the Countess of Wessex, mm. her lady in waiting found my little shop in Richmond. And right. was that um, how it started? Was she the first royal then to, yes, to come through your doors? She was the first royal and, and she, she spread it. Yeah, spread the word. Isn't and that, that was so great? Lovely. Yes. So great. And you are a lovely British brand. Do you have many overseas clients? So many. So we ship all over the world. Do you really? We from really what, from do. your website or from yes. people who've come to see you? Both. And we also do consultations online. People send me pictures and I chat to them oh, on the amazing. phone. So, and then they'll just send me fabric swatches to dye to. Isn't that great? And we ship them out. But a lot from Australia, America, mm -hmm. Japan. They and do you work with designers? Do you do fashion shows? Yes, we work with Amelia Wickstead for Fashion Weeks. Um, That's a good partnership then, isn't it? Yes. Because you can really see how the whole outfit then works and, and, and comes together. It's lovely, because sometimes people pop in, in their gym kits and we just get a picture of the outfit <laughs> yeah. and I never get to see the whole look. I mean, yeah. people do send photos, but mm. it's really nice to see see the whole look, actually. Yeah. And do you have fun with it? I mean, I remember, you know, seeing some of the extraordinary creations in the past, because when I was at, at GMTV, I, you know, this morning I used to cover a lot of the fashion shows. Yes. And the most extraordinary, you know, hats that would be part of, say, Alexander McQueen's of show. Course, and people yeah. have huge Spanish galleons on their heads. Exactly. And, you know, the most, you know, amazing things. Do you yeah. get to have fun with that too? Yeah, I mean, that's great. That's, you know, having... The show pieces. Yeah, making the show pieces is really lovely. Um, but we do, we, we do work with clients for Ask Us as well. So they... Mm, do they want pieces. a show piece? Yes, yeah. So it really varies. I mean, the past couple of years, things have been a little bit more simple, um, more kind of 60s style. So not so much kind of trim and embellishment. And, yeah. Um, but lots of ladies want, you know, feathers and... Want a real want statement. A real statement piece. And were you responsible for that pretzel hat? No. That was not yours. That was not mine. Would you have created that? No. <laughs> it was quite extraordinary, wasn't it? Yes, I'm sure everyone yes. can remember the... Um, the poor young, uh, one of the princesses yes, who was, it was wearing. Yes, and yeah. the thing is, 
it's all to do again with proportion. The piece would have been great on the catwalk, right? But not yeah. for that, not for the occasion. Yeah, and that needs to be taken into account. Yeah, and under the glare of global cameras, exactly that kind of scrutiny. Yes. I mean, as if there wasn't enough pressure <laughs> without know. having to worry about All your hat. Exactly. Oh my goodness! Now, if you're pre on the practical side, mm. coming back to something that probably we would all be more aware of, maybe than, than wearing a pretzel on our head, is <laughs> how do we measure for a hat size? Of of do we have different head shapes and how, really how, do. how do they vary how, how do you get the right size for your hat yes your people I think don't think about this it's the same as pet buying a pair of shoes you know it really does have to fit otherwise you will will get a headache so um, you would measure across your forehead and all the way around your just head just with a tape measure you take lot, tape just measure. like a circumference yes exactly and over your widest um, part of the the back of your head mm -hmm. um and that would be your head measurement but if you went to a milliner they yeah. would be able to do that for you and if you buy off the peg yes. say you yeah. can adjust the hat band can you what could you put in there that would make it if your hat's too big is there something yes. that you could so you can um, get little foam pieces that you can pop in mm -hmm. um and with our ready to wear pieces we do have um, small, medium, large, but if people come into the shop, we can we can adjust yeah. them a little bit. Yeah, you can make them bespoke. Yes. And how long yeah. will a hat last? Well, if it's looked after, I mean, some of the pieces I have are nineteen twenties. Really? Yeah, turn of the century. So you so. could really classify them as investment dressing. Yes. Yeah. And pass them down to your your daughters. What I love about hats is is the fact that they do evoke such happy memories because you yes. normally wear them for a really joyful occasion don't you and exactly. something very special yeah and and you have that lasting photograph there's a photograph I've got of my mother um on my christening day oh, yeah. and she's wearing the most extraordinary oh, very wow. very flamboyant I'll have to find Beautiful. it actually maybe yeah, I'll pop it on Instagram or something yes. when this podcast is recorded yeah. and it is the most extraordinary hat I mean this was in the 60s mm -hmm. and it was made of tulle and lots of oh, lace fabulous. and incredibly <laughs> flattering and it just gives me such pleasure I mean I've never actually seen the original hat mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to it mm -hmm. but it's such a statement in that photograph yes um, yeah. that it's become iconic in my memory yes. as, a, as an accessory in a way that very few other things do because often you'll only see a shot and it's a head and shoulders of somebody know, and that includes the, the hat, hat, doesn't it? Which is why it's so funny yeah. that people you know, think about their shoes so much because when you meet someone, you don't normally you're look at their at shoes. <laughs> you look straight at the hat. But you're looking at their face and obviously the hat. Yeah. So it's such an important accessory. Yeah. It really is. I mean, we do obviously make casual pieces as well. Um, so you can wear hats you know every day mm. and that's something that really coming back now mm. and I think it does you get so many lovely comments when yeah. you wear a hat in the daytime yeah. and when boys you meet too people. it's not just yes, the girls is exactly it? yeah young lads are getting really into their hats yeah Oh, well. lovely. it's lovely 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 to chat and you yes. inspired me to actually go out and have a rummage <laughs> through my hat boxes and have a think about what I've worn in the past and what I could be reviving and yes, thinking oh, about definitely. for the future and yes. I shall definitely be coming into your shop your display actually if anybody's walking down the King's Road this mm. summer You've got so much going on there, haven't you? Yeah. Because we've got Chelsea Flower Show. Do you go mm -hmm. for a sort of floral theme in the front of the shop? Yes, yeah, very floral for, for Chelsea. Lots of bright colours and, mm. I mean, it's lovely. We've just had all of our summer pieces um, launched, so the shop's full of colour, which is so nice. It feels like spring starting and summer's around the corner, so... Wonderful.
Well, Jane Taylor, thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting thank you, me. Thank you. It's lovely to talk to you. And that is sadly all for today and all for this series. But as always, you will find the details of the resources and everything that we've talked about in today's show, as well as previous episodes from all our series over on lizardwellbeing.com. You can also sign up there for the free newsletter with recipes, well-being, wisdom and behind the scenes treats. I will try and find that photograph of my mother in her hat with me as a baby and I'll pop that on there as well. Now, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app because this ensures that our next episode which will actually be the Friday Five which is my little mini weekly episode that's going to continue even though this series has come to an end until the next time but if you hit the subscribe button on your podcast app you will get the next episode downloaded safely without you even having to remember and if you haven't already I would love it if you could leave us a review it really does help potential listeners find the show and pushes us up the charts so until the next time we get the chance to chat go well bye bye hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.